Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. We got a really big shoe for you here today. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Ed Sullivan. If any, Ed Sullivan is this guy who back in the, anyways, Google Ed Sullivan if you don't know who the Ed Sullivan is this guy on TV. On. TV is this right. thing. All right. So yeah, we're, uh, it's going to be a really good show today because fresh off his win uh, at Battle of Los Angeles for PWG this weekend. We're going to have Jeff Cobb joining us a little bit later. Yeah. Sweet. And you were, Jimbo, was at uh, was Battle of Los Angeles mm. all three nights, right? All three nights, filming hard cam. Yeah. Was excellent. Yeah, so you got, so you saw everything. I saw everything. Nice. Blew my mind. So much good wrestling. Was, I had wrestling shows from Wednesday at Bar Wrestling to all the way to Sunday. So bar wrestling was Wednesday, Thursday, and then PWG was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So is there such a thing as too much of something you love, No, because I came home after Sunday and watched Hell in the Cell. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, never yeah. too much. Wow. But All right. Nice. Ready to talk about it. Huh. I had a great weekend. Uh, for the, I don't know, second time in the past month and a half, I was in Lowell. Hmm. Massachusetts, yeah, that yeah. is, right outside of Boston. So uh, the first night, uh, Friday night, uh, I was, and both night, both nights I appear was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash hmm. as the Wolf Pack, and uh, we appeared for Top Rope Promotions. A couple months prior to that, I was there for Chaotic Wrestling, which is another great promotion. Um, anyways, so it was just a really laid back. You know, uh, weekend just showing up and meeting the people and uh, and getting in just chill, like you know, um, have dinner, have lunch, spend time with my friends. Uh, you know, Lou had a great time. Mm. She was, you know, and she really did. I mean, she had a really good time. I can tell, although she needs a bath because <laughs> you know, people, everyone wants to touch her, and you don't mm. know everyone's hands are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Um, back to Battle of Los Angeles, since um, you know, I want to know more about it, Jimbo, and what I think maybe to... the people see because this thing about PWG is you're not going to watch the show live unless you're there live, and then you're not going to see it until they put it out on DVD, correct? Yeah. And when is that? Well, they usually have a quick turnover rate. So I'd say the hype videos will probably be up with this week, yeah. all three stages. And then you could already order it on highspots.com yeah. or com. 
But I'd say within like two weeks, they'll be available yeah. on DVD. So you cannot stream it at no. all? No. See, this is a question I got a lot this weekend, mm. which I'll answer right now. There's so many different wrestlers under different contracts in PWG that you can't do live streams. Too many ropes to jump through and red Yeah, tape. but you can put it up for download. No, I think it goes back into the contract things where mm -hmm. like certain wrestlers aren't allowed to be live streamed or iPay per viewed or anything, but they're allowed to be sold on a DVD. Yeah, but the uh, a, a download is the same as a DVD. But the 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 quickness of it and it being available like the next mm -hmm. day, they don't want that. Well, and contractually, contractually, I think because I think any wrestling promotion that's streaming live also has a VOD service. So by offering it the next day, mm. it would be considered video on demand. So contractually, that would be in someone's contract with Ring of Honor yeah. or with any other promotion. It's it I, didn't I, seem to get in the way of all in. I, the the me that wasn't at PWG would love to have been able to have watched it by now. Mm. But and then Super Dragons in this mindset of if it ain't you know broke, it don't was I think it, it was no, he doesn't care. Yeah, but you have to grow. Like I, I was talking to Ron Funches about this, mm. and like. They'd still be at They'd freaking, still be in the Legion Hall yes. and oversell $16,000 yes. worth of tickets. And now look, right? That I haven't been there, but I've seen pictures of, of Bola and all that, and it just looks yeah. so nice. And people aren't, like, there. I was talking to, I, so I did Ron Funch's podcast mm. yesterday. It's called Getting Better, and uh, he talks about getting better and improving your life. But anyways, I, you know, Ron's a dear friend of mine, and, also one of the biggest wrestling bands ever. I saw him on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And he saw you. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this, and I'm like, you know, there's no valor in unnecessary suffering. There, there, there isn't. It's not. It doesn't make it any better. Okay, look, you know, it, to, to have done it when, like, okay, you're paying your dues or however you want to put it, or, you know, we're all coming up and building this thing up together, and it started off here, and, you know, started at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you have to grow. You do. Yeah. And, I, and I know, like, people are resistant to change I, but like and, and, and growth, but, like, it's a necessary thing to stay alive. Because when you don't grow and you don't change, you die. Yeah. And I think part of part of the growth you're mentioning is you need to be streaming or available very soon, yeah. very quickly. And I think th for them to do that, they need to have yeah. like in-house counsel, ironclad contracts and relationships with all the promotions to enable to do that. And it doesn't sound like they have that or care to do any of that. I just don't think that he I think that, you know, like and I love like I admire the hell out of those guys and and I admire them doing it their way. And it mm. is, and it's not for me to say, you need to do that. I'm just, you know, giving my opinion on just things in general, not just PWG. Yeah. I'm just like oh, yeah, overall, like... you know, thing. But what was I saying? Well, what? like if you, overall, if you can make more money doing this and more people yeah. want to see your product, yeah. why not do it? Sure. And yeah. if you want to keep that, you know, put the show out on VHS or something, <laughs> if you want to like hold on to the. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It. There's little cool things you can do to like hold on to that. Like, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm starting to sound like a I just, one of those people. Sorry. I just <laughs> see the process of like ring skirts. Like this was the yeah. first year that they had Bola ring skirts. Yes. Mm. And every year, Michael from High Spots has been like, "Hey, I could do this for you. Hey, you know, I could do this for you." And he finally talked him into it. And today, or at the show, he's like, finally talked him into a curtain. A curtain that's the logo. And what about <laughs> and the like, thing that projects like a graphic up yeah. onto the... So, I mean, come on. That's 
it, it made all the difference in the world. There's like a huge thing about like that graphic in the background. If we could make that the live stream feed of what's going on in the show, then we could sell the third row in the Globe Theater. There's no seating up there. It'd just yeah. be standing room, mm-hmm. but they don't put people up there because you can't watch the show unless it was on the screen. So if they could figure that out, there's a whole nother level of seats that they could sell mm. at the Globe. So. It's, it it's sounds like it sounds like their main focus is on the in-ring product and that they don't want to ever they don't want to ever do anything that might get in the way of that. I was going to say part of the thing about PWG is like even through all because I started going to PWG back like in 2005 when they were still at the Jewish Community Center. Wow. So that was like very I still remember like my first match. I saw Chris Saban and Chris Hero there. And I just remember the fact that it was like so, so small and it was, was so I've intimate. Been to that place, yeah. So I almost feel like that's part of the charm about PWG where, yeah, it's not available to live stream, but it's the, the experience about being a PWG, mm-hmm. not just for the wrestlers, but for the people every Everybody can say, like, man, being at a PWG event is one of the best events and best feelings that you can have. Like, they they do four-hour shows, and you feel like it was, like, what, two hours or whatever? Sure. So you know what to expect because they have such great quality. So I almost feel that part of it is the charm of that. Yeah. And you that enjoy experience. sitting in 110 degrees. Well, ignore that part. Except on, that part. Trying to fight people for oxygen. <laughs> and then the poor guys and, and, and the ladies in the ring, you know, do they have weight? Candace. Yeah, they, of course they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, come on, it's just like I've thought about. Oh, maybe I'll like try to do something there. But like the moment that I actually experienced just sitting in the crowd over there in uh, Reseda, I'm like, nope, <laughs> no, because I know, like, for me, my personal experience, like the worst of the worst experience for me as a wrestler is in the ring. And not being able to breathe and like, oh, like just overwhelming heat because I've, I've had, and it's, it's just the worst. It's the worst for, especially for me, uh, because I've had some issues like, um, anyways, that have made that you harder hated, for me. You would have hated the football game I was at Sunday. I was really? the the Eagles went to Tampa Bay and I was in Tampa Bay oh, for that game and it, on, was man, like I grew 90, up there. it was like it was like ninety six people were fainting it was ninety six with ninety six percent humidity oh, probably a hundred percent humidity it was just oh yeah it's where you can't walk outside like, you could do your hair you know yeah. like everything walk outside boom <laughs> that's how I felt this weekend in Del yeah. Mar my hair was looking very Dora the Explorer <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> But yeah, Bolo was excellent. William Regal was there, yes. scouting talent. So yeah, so let's quickly cool. like yeah. let's talk about it. like talk about. Tell me what uh, what how, were the highlights? Yeah, uh, Bandito stole the show. Puma King, if you haven't heard of him, he stole the show. Lots of guys from CL- CMLL in Mexico are coming yeah. to the states and really making their name and getting the exposure they deserve because not enough people watch Lucha or have access to Lucha. I would yeah. say mm-hmm. to see it. Uh, Joey Janela killed it like always. Yeah. Jeff Cobb, obviously, he won, and it was great to see his story, especially from a guy who he says in his post-match speech, I was trying banging on PWG's door for three years trying to get in here and decided to leave Hawaii, bet on myself, and look where I am. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Jimbo, because earlier we were discussing this, and I was discussing this with some friends, is the fact that, you know, people are discovering Puma King, and I think it's pretty crazy how, like, okay, Puma King is super talented, right? Like, incredibly talented. But if people only knew the amount of talent that there is down at CMLL, people would be absolutely blown away because I feel that if these guys actually kind of broke out of, you know, the routine that they're doing down there and came down here, like, we would know more guys guys other than like Phoenix and Bandito and you know Ray Mysterio or Pentagon the the, the few guys that we know here and that we consider Lucha like there's just so much more and I honestly like I'm happy to hear that you know people are not not many people but that some people are coming and they're branching out coming out here to the states because I feel like that's one of the things that that Lucha the way they do it in Mexico still hasn't been fully evolved here in Mm. the states or or that they come up here and then they kind of change or like that, like, someone coming up from CML and then not really changing their style and just showing us what, how it's done where they where they are and then melding that way. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. I, lo- I lived, hey, and this is coming yeah, yeah. from somebody that lived yeah, yeah. there for four years. I'm just not a fan of the pure lucha style. I like the what the younger guys are doing. Um, and if, if it's what they're, you know, mm. like, okay, I used to wrestle for Universal Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. in Japan, and that was the precursor to Dragon Gate mm-hmm. and Michinoku Pro and all that stuff. And so I wrestled all the legends, like and and in, in some of the younger guys coming up, like Heavy Metal, mm-hmm. you know who that is um, Negro Casas' younger brother um, and Felino's younger brother. But just for example, of course, you know, um, and. When they came to Japan, they altered their style a little bit, and it was more hard hitting. I just, I have, it's hard for me to get into it when they're hitting with these lame ass, <laughs> freaking overhand chops and taking these shitty bumps, you know. And it looks and it, and it kill and to me it kills the 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 great stuff they do. And I'm not saying everyone does that, mm-hmm. but like, come on, I I just no one sees that. You don't, Denise. Do you not see that? Well, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, a, like, I love lucha, so I'm a total fan of, of everything that you know that but I see you, there. But so, can you not recognize but, no, the yeah, things of course, I'm saying? Of course, no, why I can definitely just, recognize that. But why can't they just fix that? And I'm not saying mm. like there, it doesn't. Some of that stuff could just be tightened up. That's all I'm saying. And ugh, I have a lot of dear friends in lucha that probably, if they're listening to this, are probably. <laughs> 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 Giving me one of those right now. But I think that means can... go after your mother, by the way. But the one thing that we can argue is the fact that more names and more talented guys are coming up here and they're being yeah. recognized and finding success. Like, for example, uh, Jimbo was just saying how Bandito completely sold out all his merch and yeah. I was like, including his mask, which not a lot of people buy masks. Yeah. You know, that's very specific. You know, not everybody gets them. So for him to sell out of every single yeah. thing, these are like, the, he alone, what, made more money in this week that he might have done maybe doing three months of main eventing down in Mexico. And that's... For sure. For yeah. the yeah. amount of talent... said on Twitter. All right, there you like, go. He's like, yeah, all you people from CMLL need to look at Bandito and see that he didn't ask the office for permission. He saw this opportunity and took it. And now, look, he made so much money this Oh, weekend. the guys that are working for the, the offices down there, CMLL or mm. AAA exclusively, yeah. they're getting fucked. <laughs> all the independent guys are making good money. Yeah, no, I that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. 
thousand percent. Like the, those offices, they book the talent out and they take half. Whew. Half. That's fucking insane. It's highway robbery and those guys are getting fucked so bad down there. It's not even funny. Anyways, I can say that now. Yeah. Because it's a thousand so percent fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> and they're wrestling so many shows. It's, it's like insane. So like you think about like how they're like, you know, going out there and doing all this stuff when they could be probably doing a lot less here and making more money, you know? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, that was why they, they would try to keep the guys from coming here. Mm. They would try to keep them from coming here or they would make sure they got a hold of the money. Mm. And they would have to, and the guys would have, still have to get paid from the office. Oh, yeah, to point, I just went on a little bit of a rant about that. And, you know... I usually don't do that mm-hmm. on the show here. I usually try to keep it positive. But I just, I, I have a, a, a place in my heart. Like, I yeah, love yeah. those guys down there. Like, I lived with those guys and, and was on the road with those guys every day for, you know, four years. And, and they all, they're all, almost every single one of wonderful people that work their asses mm. off and are loyal to a fault. On a on, in a loyalty that doesn't get reciprocated mm-hmm. at all. So when like I start thinking about that, it gets me worked up a little bit. And yeah. so uh, if anyone was like you know thrown off by me just going off about that, you know it doesn't happen often for me on the mm. show. And uh, uh, eh. I just like love those guys. It. And also the younger guys that you're talking about. They work more of an international lucha style mm. that is adjusted, and and like the banditos and 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 the the phoenixes, the, yeah. yes, the those Pentagons. guys, yeah, yeah. So like I'm, I love their style. I think theirs is great. It's just like when I watch CMLL, the TV show, and I watch the matches, it's just like <laughs> it's just. Eh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to. Yeah. Um. Did- I don't like saying sorry so much either, but I'm just, I've said it so much over Speaking the of this weekend, <laughs> Helena Cell was this weekend. Yes, thank you. Becky Lynch, Charlotte. Yeah. I, they, they had a... That was my favorite part of the show. Mm. Nothing even came close. It was, and, and it was, when, when Becky won, it was the biggest pop in the night. It mm. was the longest pop of the night. The match had sustained heat from beginning to end. There wasn't like, you know, you could hear pin drops at yeah. different points in the match. The people were in it. They were invested in it. And uh, and it was really cool, like, after Becky won and, you know, her, her celebration in there and just the interaction between mm. her and Charlotte at the end was great, too. Yeah. You know, and, um, and boy, did anyone see... This shit coming with Becky a few months ago? No, and that's Oof. one of the things that right? everybody was like saying, you know, that was the argument that people were like, why is Becky Lynch a heel right now? Like, what is happening? This should be Charlotte. Charlotte should be the heel because everybody likes Becky. Becky has this, like, charisma, this 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 charm that people are immediately drawn to. So you definitely would want to probably see her more as a face, especially with everything that's been yeah. playing into it. So that, there's that argument uh, you know? If they start booking her like a face, though, it'll screw it up. Yeah. So, like, they just need to keep doing what they're doing with her and let the people make up their mind. What about Charlotte? Let her well, do whatever. Well, like, I heard they're not going to, I heard they're going to just keep her baby face. But if they do that, like, they need to move her away from yeah. Becky. 
I've heard I've I've heard they've done a bit of a pivot with Becky though, from full fledged heel to more like an Austin heel. Yeah, where it's that's like she, fine. she is what she is. Yeah. She is what she is. People will decide how yeah. they how they want to take her. But you're right. That doesn't that doesn't work if she rematches with Charlotte. I don't know how long they're gonna let that because they yeah. you know they like to feel like they're in control of yeah things. So I mean they they for sure like to do rematches, and that might not be that might not be the best for Charlotte, who they want to keep as a top baby face. Which I don't. I'm not understanding that. Like I don't know. Like I but I don't. I'm not in their heads, and yeah. I don't know where like their destination point is. You know, we haven't mm-hmm. really, like. You know, we can speculate. Of course. But, um, eh. I think that, and I think that changes by the week with them, too. And it should. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, or it should be, it should be, um, you know, up for discussion at any time. Yeah. You know, we should all reserve the right to change our mind at any time we want about most things. Mm -hmm. You know? So, uh, uh, yeah. Like, I would. You know, you get stuck in this. Okay, this is what we're gonna do, and we're sticking to the plan. Mm-hmm. And, like they did it; they've done it with Roman. Yep. Uh, that was what happened back in the day with Vince's dad mm-hmm. and Bob Backlund with Superstar. You know, and taking yeah. the belt off Superstar prematurely. Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah. So, so yeah, they sometimes things seem to be set in stone there, and sometimes yeah. they seem to change. With well, the depends wind. on yeah, like know, it depends Vince. on the yeah. You know, and he's the boss, and you yeah, know, and and what so. they see and who, like they see a lot in Roman Reigns, so yeah. that's the trajectory. It's going to take a lot more to change that trajectory, and I I feel that way about Charlotte, but I think they could they could avoid a fan backlash mm-hmm. if they put Charlotte with someone else. Yeah. I just think it's interesting, uh, Charlotte, since last year during WrestleMania had what our predictions were at that moment after WrestleMania was, we're going to be seeing uh, Charlotte eventually face off against Ronda Rousey. Mm. But now, and you know, Charlotte beat Asuka, but then since then, you know, she's lost, she lost twice, what, to Carmella, who, you know, we weren't, some people weren't so crazy about her title reign. Yeah, I wasn't. So, you know, I kind of feel like that kind of brings Charlotte down like a lot, you know, because we saw her at one point, come on, she defeated Oscar and, and you know I kind of would have personally liked to see her built up toward more towards facing Ronda and kind of having like a you know I just yeah. think that I, I had more yeah, it's more not, hope for Charlotte essentially. That I don't disagree with you. I, I think you're um Yeah. I think you're right. It's just uh between now and WrestleMania there's plenty of time to build her back up because she's excellent in there. Also do and she's a great talker. She owns it, you know, and uh, and they just have to handle yeah. it properly. Also, if but it could be it could, we could build her back up. If, and if they're we, but they, if they're building a super fight with Ronda and Charlotte, yeah, wouldn't you prefer instead of just everyone liking everyone? Yeah. Wouldn't it would make it would more be more natural for Charlotte to be the mm-hmm. heel heading into that match? Yeah. Because that feels the most natural. Oh, for sure. Because everyone's already predisposed to liking Ronda yes. Rousey. And what we've learned with the Becky Lynch things is that we're not always going to like Charlotte Flair. And yeah, she did. Uh, but they need to also leave a little breathing room in case some people some people side with Charlotte. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it, nef- it definitely you know. needs to be a super fight, not a yeah. just straight-up story. But, Good guy, bad guy. But you still yeah. have to have... No, no, every, everyone is... The majority of people are siding with Ronda yeah. on this one. So, I mean, even if they keep technically keep Charlotte a baby face... Um, you know that still yeah. is a great matchup. Oh you yeah. Know? So uh, and and speaking of Ronda, I really and this is something I used to talk about with 
big, uh, like, um, you know, people that seemed invincible, such yeah. as Brock Lesnar and guys like that. And when you make them a baby face, mm-hmm. uh, they need to be vulnerable. And, you know, it's really hard unless there's a chink in the armor, such as, like, injured ribs. Yep. That you can go to and somebody can work on and believably get you in jeopardy. Yeah. So I love that. And, like, and and Rhonda's always being mindful in there of selling the ribs and and all these little things. Yeah. That I just continue to be blown away by that she uh that she's that good at 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 this mm-hmm. and and like okay there's certain times when it comes through that you know she's inexperienced um but it's mostly stuff that i just see people don't really yeah. notice like they, there might be a little and you those know, are a little hiccup in the, in the flow but really the- nothing to speak of and it's just it, Oh, yeah. And those are probably the things that are easier to fix. You're, oh, for sure. Like the little things that yeah. you're talking about with Rhonda are the things yeah. that take people years upon years yeah. to, to catch. Yeah, what it is is like something's kind of veering off course for it, uh-huh. and she's correcting it, and she's correcting it properly. Yeah. It's just, you know, being that there's a lack of experience, it's not as instinctive, right? Yeah. But she's so brilliant. She's an incredibly smart woman. Mm. And the. Unbelievably intelligent. And like it comes through and. And what she does in the ring, because like the really uh, smart people are the ones that do the best in, in, mm-hmm. in this industry. Yeah, um, I also think Alexa Bliss is a perfect foil for a lot of folks like Ronda yeah. Rousey because she. We talked about Carmella a lot. Like we weren't super into Carmella's reign. I think it's because it was too similar to Alexa Bliss in the sense that it's just a beatable heel. Mm-hmm. Like Alexa Bliss isn't better than anyone. She just wins more. Right. And, and like you, don't, you don't like her. Yeah, you don't like her because she doesn't she doesn't care about the merit. She just wants the stuff. Sure. And like that's so perfect. And it like that's such a perfect character and has been a perfect character for so long. And a lot of people talk about Alexa Bliss in the ring. They're like, oh, she does she can't hold a candle to anybody. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, she's great in the ring in the sense that like no one's gonna believe her dominating Ronda Rousey. We're not gonna book that match. Hey, do you think there's any chance of Becky Lynch ending up in that spot with uh, Ronda Rousey? I would like it. I would love that. Eventually, yeah. Definitely like armbar versus armbar. Mm. For sure. And it would be unlikely this year, but by next Survivor Series, it's not unlikely to get a four horsewomen, four horsewomen match. Which I think is their ultimate goal. Like uh, That's an eventual goal of theirs. If not at WrestleMania, then at a Survivor Series. But that would be, I think, two of the the eight we're talking about aren't quite. Like the only things I get, I really was like, like overly, like. I said like just a bunch of times just now. You good? Uh, the shit that sticks out to me in Hell in the Cell is all having to do with the ladies this time. You know, like mm-hmm. not that there wasn't great stuff on the show, but like the real standout stuff was the ladies. For me personally, yeah. I really like Joe and AJ. I like Joe yeah, and AJ was, a lot. That I, was... I just think, but like we've seen that match before, and we know what they can do. Whereas like seeing the women perform like that on Hell in mm-hmm. the Cell was great. Especially Becky. My only thing about Becky is she needs new music if she's going to be a heel. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the, whoa. That's like, too. Hey, everybody, get up and cheer for me. Like, no, she needs new music. Uh, Even... But I think it should be a play on, on stuff she already has, though. Like they... they did with Emma. Yeah. Or they, like, like they did with the tone of Shinsuke. it. Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It could be an example. octave or two down or 
or like what Shinsuke, where there's a backing, there's something backing to make less people cheer with you. Like there's there's an easy fix there without like completely overhauling her music. That you could literally put the woes in an octave or don't have them up top. That it'll get people, it'll get people talking. Um, how'd you feel about that tag match, the Raw tag team match, uh, Drew McIntyre versus the Shield? Drew Mac, yes, just Drew McIntyre. Drew Mac- it was, um, you know, going into the last mm-hmm. five minutes or so, like they were Oof. crushing it. I mean, and that I mean, it was a great match and everything. But oh yeah, like it's it's that last, you know. Kind of like uh, reminds me of the Kenny Omega Pentagon match yeah. where, boy, they really, I mean, it was excellent, like, all the way through. And, and then, like, going into the home stretch there, they just blew it out of the water. Like, and, yeah. What a sequence. <laughs> <laughs> what a sequence. Um, what are the things Cole. that I noticed, speaking of commentary, and I thought it was cute, was during the match, I don't know if other people caught this, but when, uh, I don't know what Dean, I forgot what Dean Ambrose did in the match. It was something like super basic, but then all of a sudden I hear Renee go, oh, like a very, uh, like very enthusiastic. And I just started cracking up because I was like, that's hey, awesome. Hey, were they, like, was she, I don't want to say this because like if it was a male and not, not I, I would say, isn't he on the shields tipping off a lot? But well. come, but like it, maybe it's just because you know like the yeah. history. But it was like man, she sure is putting over Dean Ambrose There's like a, a lot, right? Enough that I'm shocked no one's <laughs> called it out yet. Okay. I also think I don't. I like she's doing very good. She's doing a very yeah. good job. I don't. I don't know how I feel whether she should or shouldn't be very much a spectator in that seat. Part of me really, really likes that, and I think it represents a hard, a large part of the audience of, like, I am also in awe of what I just saw. I like that the commentator just said that. Yeah. I like how authentic that is. But the other side, I don't know, I'm, no, I'm not a huge fan of three-person announce booths to begin with. If we're talking about commentary, I want to mention my fav- most favorite thing, Michael Cole getting really excited during one of the matches. I don't even remember which one it was, but he's like... They were watching a replay, and he says, listen to this impact. And as it replays, he says, bang, right at the moment of contact. <laughs> it's like, Michael, I know you're excited, but we can't hear the thing that you were calling out. <laughs> I, I love him. I also like that Renee, Renee at least doesn't contribute to the problem I hate with that three-man raw booth no. that they had with Coachman, which it feels Stepping like, a, each like other. A, and it's like a morning zoo. It's like 6 a.m. drive time radio oh, on a rock station yeah. while a wrestling match is happening. Check out the shield coming on here. <laughs> like, with like they're they're a soundboard away from they're soundboard away from just being a straight up morning zoo. Morning yeah. zoo sound effects. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't do that nearly enough. We don't, but I, I, I can't play it too long yeah. for for so we yeah. get pulled on YouTube. <laughs> Jeez. Flagged. Well, the live seems to not get flagged as much. I just gave away a huge secret. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, so, what else? Matt Hardy, you- Saturday night. Yeah. So Matt Hardy teases that he is retiring. He came out with a YouTube video basically saying that his job here um, was done. He talked about it was him for him time to go home with his family. He mentions that he finishes off he finished off his live dates with his last show being in Corpus Christi. So I don't know. What did you guys think? I think this is um, it was a little surprising, maybe. I'm not surprised at all. Hasn't he been telegraphing this for like about the last month or so? A little bit. I'd say. Well, because yeah. he had that tag uh, team match. It. Well, because he and Bray had that tag team match with the B team on Raw in North Carolina. 
And like a lot of people were saying then that that was kind of going to be a swan song. You had been hearing rumor of it before that. Like, I don't know. He strikes me as someone who doesn't need to be there all the time. Like, he doesn't he doesn't feel like he needs to be in the WWE forever. That maybe maybe he's stepping away, not saying it's a retirement, not saying he's done forever. Just I'm stepping away. If I feel like coming back, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I'll call it. I call that the Rob Van Dam. Back to the what I was saying earlier about we reserve the right to change our minds at any time. That goes with retirement, especially, Mm -hmm. especially. So, um, you know, I've known Nick, him and his brother. Yeah, since they, uh, you know. And they were in their teens. Um, hey, yeah, he he deserves to take a break, man, and let his body heal up. And uh, and uh, we should just support him on on that. And uh, he'll be back. Oh yeah, yeah. The interesting thing, and one of the things that I immediately kind of thought back to was when you think about all the guys that were in the TLC matches. You know, Edge, yeah. Christian, Matt, Jeff. Devon and Bubba. Jeff took like the craziest <laughs> bumps, obviously, and he's kind of the one that is still because you know Bubba is not wrestling, you know, obviously as consistently. He's more like of a limited schedule, I guess you can say. Yeah. But Jeff Hardy, out of all the guys, is the one that's still going, you know. Yeah. And you wouldn't have thought that, like back when you see him do all these crazy things com- in comparison to all the other guys. Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't know if it's just he's built differently, or you know, because he's, he's a little slighter built. Crazy and, in the head, <laughs> or, you know, or maybe just stayed a little bit more flexible. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know a few years back when I interviewed Matt Hardy when I did the Bucks doc, this is before he had Maxwell, yeah. and he said he'd hate to have a kid and work for WWE because when you're there, they own you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like now, so many years later, that he has two kids, he's had his second run he got to come back at Wrestlemania and win the titles with his brother he's and there, probably just you know, thinking like now it's my time to go home and be a dad yeah yeah. when it comes to that on you part like, you, when you get to a certain you know point in your career you can decide how much they do or don't own you and uh, it, it might affect how they use you <laughs> but you can I mean and um so, I mean, the, the, that experience is going to be different for different people. You know, I'm sure they don't own Brock Lesnar. Mm. You know what I mean? Not, I mean, that's yeah, a yeah, different, but like, that's a, you know, unfair comparison. Well, this goes but, back to our But just like with- me, I can tell you about back when I went back there after I got fired from WCW, and I put in my contract no more than 15 days a month, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I wanted to. They could own me half the time. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so, me think of uh, when we interviewed Jesse Ventura and yeah. like going somewhere else and making yourself a star, yeah. which gives you clout when you come back. Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, Matt Hardy definitely has that to where he's like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to work six days a week or I don't want to I don't want to be in this town in this town when I'm going to miss. And there's a lot of value. If, uh, there's a lot of value uh, he can offer to, uh, you know, other wrestling promotions absolutely and to the end of the business at large and i'm sure wwe is best set to figure that out now that if that if if like they could pay him his contractor similar but he only has to go down to the performance center like once a month and then do a do a signing or two oh man that made me think of something do we want to talk about hurricane oh yeah at the performance center okay yeah that's awesome him scotty too hotty uh 
uh, I was going to say Prince Albert. Uh, <laughs> Albert. Yeah. They, the, he posted a picture. He had a performance yeah, shirt on, so he was down there helping out with students. That's great. What a year for Shane Helms. Yeah. He's done it all. <laughs> yeah. But really. They bring guys down there a lot, though. Like, that's not a surprise. It just, it, it kind of just coincided a lot with the other things he's been doing. So, yeah. Uh, I, I just saw him at all, and he looked so good. Mm. So good. Best I've ever seen him look. I heard Billy Gunn looked excellent at all in, too. The best. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Cage is the only one that looked better than Billy. And that's subject to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Look, I mean, do we want to talk about anything else on Hell Did in a Cell? Talk? Because oh, this Hell isn't like an official Hell oh, in a Cell review like show. So, you know, I mean, is there anything else we're talking no, for about? Not Hell in a Cell, but another, one of the other things was oh, last okay. week we had Dave Lagana on our oh, show. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, this week we have some more news where Cody Rhodes will be defending his t- the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship um, over in Las Vegas at the end of the month, September 29th for Ring of Honor against Willie Mack. So, yes. yay, Willie Mack. Yeah. Congrats to Willie. He, he's in Japan with Dragon Gate right now, and now he's getting to face the NWA World's Champion at Ring of Honor. That's amazing. He's one of the, Willie, and I'm not just saying that's because, you know, I've had a history with Willie since he was a, a, a kid. Mm. Uh, he is one of the most naturally gifted guys I've ever seen come along in the industry, and not just gifted in like aptitude for wrestling, mm-hmm. but athletically gifted. And I'm talking about a guy that, you know, I don't know, I don't think he goes to the gym ever, ever. I mean, we talked about that on the show. Yeah. And um, and he can just go and go and go and do, um, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying that, like he's not in shape because he is because mm-hmm. he goes out there and he kills every night. That's where he. Yeah. But you know, it just blows me away, like that that he's that good and he's just so likable, and and you know, you want to see him, you want to see him pull through and you know get that W, even though, you know, which even though you know chances are slim, you know, like you still. Or at least put on a I match. I want to see that match. Oh, yeah, you know? or at least put on a match where... The, the example I always cite for something like this is I was at a Ring of Honor show where they had a Battle Royal at the very beginning, and Tyler Black had won the Battle Royal. Not many people knew who Tyler Black was, and he went on to face Nigel McGuinness in the main event for the Ring of Honor world title. So on paper, you're like, oh, well, that's a nothing match. Those two put on such a barn burner that by the middle of the match, you're like... Some dude, some dude who won the some dude who won the battle royal at the beginning of the night might become Ring of Honor World Champion. This is insane. Yeah, that's that's what I would want from Willie Mack and yeah. Cody Rhodes, and I'm sure they're going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Where are they having it? In Vegas. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Probably at Sam's Town. No, they're not there. doing it this this time around. They're actually doing it at the Orleans, the Orleans Arena. Oh, I've okay. been there. I wrestled on a lucha show. Conan was there. Marquez, mm. different people. Um. Anyways, yeah. I just had a my thought yeah. went somewhere else. Back but no, to wrestling, me and, wrestling about in Las Lucha Vegas. They um, Sam's Town. You mentioned they. It's a they, nice they, arena. Six thousand people fit in there, and they have um, they have Wedge Cup. They have WWE pay per views live at Sam's Town mm-hmm. as well. So I just y'all just got a plug. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Anything else, Denise? Because we really need to take a break. Come back. We can with take Jeff. a break. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Be right back. 
Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. I'm honored to be joined right now with the phone from, I think he's in Las Vegas, Nevada right now. Uh, he is the 2018 Battle of Los Angeles winner from PWG. And uh, he's literally, like, honestly, he's probably one of the top five uh, guys in all of independent wrestling world right now. Um, everybody give it up for Jeff Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that sweet introduction. Uh, I, I tried, man. I just kind of pulled it out of my ass like, real quick. And it wasn't the smoothest. Like, our, one of my ex-co-hosts, Christy, she used to kill with those intros. Was she? No, she wasn't. Was Christy there? No, she had anyway. just left. Hey, Last so, time Jeff was here was episode 39. Uh, okay. Mm. Wow. And we're on 105. Yeah, thank Oof. you. And so, yeah, Jeff, a lot's happened since episode 39 when you were on. Yeah, I know. It's been, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride for me, man. I've been, But I'm super appreciative of all the success I've had and definitely owe it to a lot of people just you know, giving me a chance and giving me an opportunity. Yeah, man. And, and that's the thing that, like, one of the things that st- – stands out about you to me uh, is the amount of gratitude and everything you just have uh, for your life, not just your career, but your life in general. And and how that, like, uh, and just in that, how that affects how you treat others and how I see you are to others and how other people love you. Like, and, and uh, like, for instance, like I saw, like, probably, it was about a week ago, I saw Matt Riddle tweet out just about how much he missed you. So, like, that says a lot about you, Jeff. Uh, well, you, I mean, I try to, I mean, I mean, Sean, you know, you know, firsthand, like, like this world is, it's crazy as is, you know, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of hating out there and, and wrestling should be a getaway from all that kind of yes. stuff. So, you know, I, try, I just try to be as positive as possible, you know, because everybody's going through stuff. And when we come to wrestling, you know, I guess this is our work. And, yeah. you know, we try to, we try to leave our BS outside and just have fun and entertain fans and yeah. just have a getaway. Even if it's just for a couple hours at a yeah. show, you know, we just want to get away. So, you know, I try to try to be as positive and, and as happy as possible. And plus it, it also helps that I'm from Hawaii and we're just super laid back and then we just enjoy life. So. Ma- mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but so it, it, this is an escape for them, but it's also an, a, an escape for us too, because you know we can forget about our problems for a few hours while we're there, you know, uh, making making the people happy, and you know, I mean, so it's a win win, really. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a win win for everybody involved in 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 a wrestling show. So that's that's why like there's no other form of entertainment like pro wrestling, man. It's just it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Well, I want to know who is your hardest opponent at Bola. Uh, well, to be fair, um, everybody is hard because not everybody just gets invited to Bola, let alone PWG. So, like they, you know, the the behind the crew uh, guys at uh, PWG definitely always bring in the best of the best, and it's every match is usually like a main event status match. So, I mean, I. I had a rough match with everybody. Uh, um, even most people say like, Oh man, you just killed Trevor Lee in like 14 seconds. But I mean, to be fair, I did catch him off guard. So <laughs> he, he, want, he wanted to jaw Jack a little bit on the microphone. So I kind of just turned that uh, negative into a positive for me. 
Nice. So, Who did you have the the most chemistry with this weekend, or the best chemistry? Um. Well, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like um, like I, I've called uh, Matt Cross this, but I feel like I'm in the same boat as Matt Cross, where I feel like I can have good chemistry with with just about any person or any right. style. So I mean, I, I I I felt like I flowed with everybody, especially that main event match where it was two guys, like one guy was from Mexico, one guy's from Japan. So that language barrier is really tough. Yeah. But I, I felt I felt fine with that, and I felt fine with Darby and Ray Horace and and Trevor Lee. So I, mean, I, I just felt like I I flowed well with everybody. I felt like I was on my A game that week this past weekend. Jeff, on Twitter, you posted a list of all the past winners from Battle of Los Angeles. How does it feel to see your name on there now? It's pretty darn crazy when you think about it. Like, like just looking at that list, it's like a who's who in professional wrestling, and it's crazy to be on that list of past bowler winners and just uh it's very surreal realistically because growing up as a kid in in hawaii and in, in an island far away from where all the wrestling is um you know I, I envisioned myself being successful but just i mean this is just a huge stepping stone for me and it's, it's very surreal really and really like it's it's it is such an it's 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 a, an incredibly important thing to have on your resume, mm. Jeff. I okay, like okay, this is wrestling; it's a work or whatever. But like, that is a huge accomplishment. Like to me, like like when you look at everyone that's that's you know come along bef- before that, and uh, yeah, just a, just a list of Chris Hero, Kenny, o, yeah. Kenny Omega, Loki, Roderick Strong, Ricochet twice, Ricochet twice, yeah, yeah. So many and so many people like even to just make it to the finals, mm-hmm. let alone win the tournament, is huge. Especially like wrestling. What did you wrestle? Five matches this weekend. Um, I had four in in two days. Yeah, four Oof. matches in two days. That's crazy on the body. Hey, uh, go ahead. I, I wanted to know what was it like when you wrestled Darby and for you two to have to be the first non-mexicans to have people throw money in the ring at you because usually that's <laughs> usually that's a mexican yeah. thing at pwg yeah. all the lucha guys they throw money in the ring after the match if they like the match but darby and jeff were the first americans mm-hmm. to have that done so well, i mean it depends on who you ask i guess i can be considered uh of spanish descent but uh i don't it's weird like like i don't you know, at, every time like when that happens, it, it's always great. Like, don't get me wrong, because the Luchador is always playing great matches. But to be able to have money thrown in our match, it, it it's it's a sense of pride. Because I mean, you know, at the same time, it's like, hey, we have great matches too. You can throw money if you want to. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not saying like you have to throw money in all of my matches, but I mean, if you feel compelled to. I mean, feel free to throw some money, or worst case scenario, to stop by the merch table and pick up some, some <laughs> cool merch. Either or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like show your support if you like. <laughs> or both. Or just you know, have your Venmo on your trunks. Just make sure cover all the bases. Hey, I, I, okay. So, how much money did you guys split up? Um, for what, me and Darby. Yeah. Gee, I, I don't remember. I mean, was it? Uh, I like. Things like maybe roughly about twenty bucks each, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because it's not yeah, about because it's, yeah, it's it's not about like okay we're gonna like 
this is another payoff. It's like yeah. no, it's 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 a it's a token of appreciation, and you can go out and you know buy a few beers or or buy a meal or something. It's it's sweet. Yeah, well, I mean, I used to get, get it done wrong. sometimes I, I, too. I, 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 yeah, I don't I don't go into any of my matches expecting money to get thrown at right. me. My goal every show is to steal the show and make people who are on the fence about me personally yeah. just just change their mind. I'm like, okay, well, just like. If if someone doesn't view me as a as a quote unquote top talent, then my goal is to have them change their mind and go, "Well, damn it, I was wrong." So that's my goal. Like my goal is not to make extra money, but I mean it's just a little icing on the cake, if you will. Yeah. Hey, so I've been like paying attention to you, uh, your matches since. Uh, I mean, just since uh, was it not last the bola with the bola you were in with with Ricochet. Last year, yeah, oh, yeah I've been yeah, really <laughs> following, and and I'm watching the progression of like your in ring work, and man, it's come a long way since even then. Well, yeah, thank you. I mean, it was great again, then too. I don't mean to say it wasn't like, great I never, then. I never, I never want to just like ride what I have. I always yeah. want to get better and be better. Like you know, if you aren't striving to be the best, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah, and and I've noticed like your style. Like, hey. Uh, do you like working with guys that are bigger than you, Jeff? You know, um, a part of me says yes, and a part of like because of what I can do with bigger guys. Yeah, like, I've been I've been blessed with being able to have like stupid strength to throw big guys yeah, around. It's, it's ridiculous, so, man. <laughs> yeah, to pick them up and toss them. So that part of me says yes, but my lower back says no. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's great. Like I, like I said, I love working with either one. Um, like there, it doesn't matter. Like my goal, like I said, is to steal the show and have the best match on the card and make you guys and have great memories for, you know, for people to look back yeah. on. Like, oh man, you remember that one time when Jeff did this? And mm-hmm. so that's that's my goal. So because you have a really unique style from my from my point of view, because like you're a power guy, and and but you just said you have a unique way, like. I see you do stuff that some people will consider like high flying stuff, yeah. like the mm. flips and like different standing things. shooting star press. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, and and I really like how you do. Not that other people don't do both flying stuff and power stuff. I just love how I just love your way of doing it. Well, thank thank you for that. I mean, like I try to. I don't want to be typecast as this type of wrestler, or this yeah. type of wrestler. Like I said, I want to be all around where if you put me in with a luchador, I can do luchador stuff. If you put me in with a big guy, I can do big, big guy stuff. And you put me in like a Zack Sabre or Timothy Thatcher, I can do the ground stuff too. So I, I just want to have a, a very well-rounded game because I, in, at the end of the day, I, I feel like I'm, I'm more valuable if I can do, if I'm a jack of all trades, if you will. Yeah. That's one of the things I actually wanted to ask you was that you've had such incredible chemistry with luchadors. Do you ever think that we're going to see you go down to Mexico? Um, well, I've, I've done a few shows for the crash, um, out in Tijuana. Um, I, I enjoy my time there. Uh, the wrestling is fun. Um, if the rings aren't old school, traditional, um, luchador rings where they don't, they have no give, then Ugh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Cause I've, I've done like two shows in Mexico with those stiff, those very stiff rings and they hurt. Oh, they're the worst. They hurt so bad. 
Yeah, Tijuana <laughs> used to have the hardest ring like in the history of wrestling. They changed it apparently now, but it was the worst ever, man. And and yeah, uh, a lot of the house shows you go work on like down there are are still in those uh, really hard rings, Jeff. Uh, when you do TV, like you'll get a you know somewhat forgiving ring. Yeah, like forgiving rings are nice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I loved in your match with Bandito. You do a crossbody to him, and he catches you. Did you think that that was going to work? Who called this spot in the back? Oh, Bandito did. He uh, did? So, yeah, so I've been cursed with having guys that think they're strong. <laughs> just because I can do it. Like I, I never brag about my stuff, but I've been in a quite a few matches where they're like, Oh yeah, I'll pick you up and do this. And, and there's been a few times where like I, my life flashed before my eyes because they almost dropped me. So for him to do, and like, he's a, he's a deceptively strong guy. Cause when you think of luchadors, you don't think of them being like, like the powerhouse. Right. Bandito is definitely uh one strong cookie, man. He's, Oh, that was, yeah, he's so, I feel comfortable now, and if Bandito wants to do something, I'll be like, I'll be more willing and open to do it now because he showed me he can do it. So, HF, are you um, when they look at you and think they can, like you know, you know, hoist you around like that? Is it because they owe they like overestimate their strength, or they underestimate just how big you are, or how much um, how I, compact I and like they, how much you weigh? I think they overestimate their strength. Uh-huh. <laughs> how big I actually am. Yeah. Like I'm not the big, like, like I, if I stand next to like a Brian Cage or a Keith Lee, like I'm small in comparison to them, but dude, come on. No, you, mean, weigh, you weigh as I, much I, I, as those guys. You weigh as much as Brian. Come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm deceptively big. Like when you, cause like, I don't have the giant, the giant muscles that he has, but, um, I, I guess I get it all in my, my lower half with my legs and, <laughs> My ass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You a big deadlifter, Jeff? Uh, used to be. Yeah, I bet. Uh, in my in my older age, I kind of I tend to not go crazy heavy anymore, just because I want I want to have longevity as yeah. opposed to yeah. So, but I mean, if I ever if I ever get a chance to like lift with John Cena, I'm definitely gonna max out because i don't want to lose to him <laughs> <laughs> he's really strong man like i mean yeah, i know that I, might sound I, like yeah, an under, uh, that might sound like an obvious statement but like ridiculous like, beyond belief like yeah. he went to and this isn't hyperbole he went to college for that yeah like that's what his degree is in hey jeff uh so you left lucha underground and um no he's still there in season four. Oh, you're still in season he's still, four he's the Matanza character is doing sacrifices right now where he's just wrecking shop and Ooh. like squashing people. Yeah, physically. But, but you're, but you're, but you, you're out of your contract now, right, Jeff? Or no? Um, as of, uh, as of now, well, when the season, when the season's done, then yes. Uh, okay. And then, and then it's done. They can't, they can't opt for another season on you. What I was told was no. Okay. I'm um, just, yeah. So, I hope they don't try to mess with me in the end, but from what I was told going into season four, then I was good to go. Now, do you think that they'll uh, try to have someone else play that Montan- Matanza character? Um, you know, I I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah, the but fact, you know, I mean, not, not not from a no, not from a not from a 
an ego standpoint, right. just for the fact that like, like you can't have somebody like what they tried with, like, you know, somebody else to play Kane. Yeah. Like, I don't think that'll work. You or know like when like, Kane played Diesel, remember that? <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, these, like Kane couldn't play Diesel, but Kane can play a great Kane. That's right. Like those kind of things. Like, I think, um, if they try to get somebody else, it, it would be, oh, it wouldn't be as good as the original. Oh, for sure it wouldn't, because no one can can even come close to dupl- duplicating what you do in the ring. It's just like TV people, in their minds, they think, oh, it's like we could just put the mask on somebody else. That's that's a big dude. You know, uh, you know, it'll work. You know, I mean, so it wouldn't surprise me. And it's not just TV people. It's, obviously, it's been done in wrestling and in Mexico, especially how they do it. Like how many Laparcas and. You know, Mascara Sagrada, and like they've they've had different versions. So like, you know, you wouldn't put it past wrestling people and TV people to think they could get away with it. Yeah, I just hope not. Oh, yeah, I like, do too. I hope not. You never know. Yeah. So Jeff, what's the you know, difference some, it, for you? Oh sorry. oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just um, what's the difference for you in terms of wrestling a lucha style and an American style? Um. Well, with the lucha style, I gotta run a lot more, and I get tired. So, <laughs> but I'm a but I'm a pretty darn darn good base, so and I can catch people really well. So, um, I mean, I have more fun doing like the quote unquote American style, just because it's, um, I'm around it more, like with all, with all the indies that I do and whatnot. Like, it's just easier for me to do that than than switch over. Hey, have, have you like when you talk about American style? Like it seems like these days, Jeff. And you know, I'm a little bit more removed from everything, but I still, you know, I'm on shows and everything and, and that. But it seems like American style is, you know, there's separate different styles that make up American style these days. You know, it depends oh, yeah, on who you're yeah. running into. You know. Yeah, like I've I've definitely seen it. Like, uh, for example, I I did a couple of shows like in in the, like Tennessee yeah. and, and Mississippi, and their styles like a PWG match probably wouldn't mean anything over there, or really. vice versa. Mm. Yeah, right, right. So um, I think it's just like in maybe it's regions like. Could be. Like around, like you know, Tennessee, like the like that area is a little bit different than what you would see, like in the Northeast. And, yeah, mm. yeah. But do you think the Northeast stuff and like the stuff out here are pretty similar? Uh, for the most part, yeah. yeah. Like for the shows that I've been on, they've been been pretty similar. But like, I mean, for me, I try not to do styles per se because, like, I'm more of a I want to tell a story in yeah. the ring. Like, I don't want to just do a match just to do a match with moves and stuff. Like Absolutely. Yeah, like, my goal is to get people invested, like, emotionally invested in my match. They want to yeah. see me win or lose or what, vice versa or whatever. And I can, I, can, I can honestly see you just work in your style. And 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 that it's pretty, it's, it's, it's one that, like, works well with any other type of style that, that from my point of view like you know Japanese style like you know like typical mm. American style <laughs> lucha style like I could see that blending in well with, with pretty much anything European style hey have you been to Europe much 
Yeah, um, I've gone there about maybe, I think, 10 times this, or sorry, I'm counting last year, like maybe six times this year so far. Yeah, mainly UK, um, or are you going to uh, Germany? How's that, how's that working? Um, more so Europe. Um, I will be going back to Germany uh, next month. Yeah, uh, for, for WXW. WXW. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like it up there. Like they're like Europe's a great scene and yeah. Germany's been getting a lot bigger buzz. Um like if you looked if you notice like at this this last PWG uh there was I believe three from Germany from the yeah. WXW group. So Yeah. How's uh, how's Walter to work with? Oh, Walter's amazing. Yeah. I mean uh, I I was kind of a rhetorical like question. <laughs> I just want to know your experience personally with him. Oh, he's good. Like, I love his style because it, he doesn't need to do, you know, death-defying stuff or whatever. Like, he is the epitome of what um, you're supposed to do in a wrestling match, and that's just win. Yeah. And he's trying to win every time. So, and that's great. Like, he doesn't do any high-risk stuff that he doesn't need to. Um, his matches make sense. And when you look at him, like, I mean, part of my French, but he's a shit brick house. So yeah, he is. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, man, and and it looks like he's bringing it too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hey Jeff, have have you had any problems in the ring with anyone that you had to straighten them out? Um, honestly, no. Uh, probably the only time has has been in with a guy that was like super green, and he was drinking before the match. Um. Uh. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't know that until in the match when I could kind of smell it, and he was forgetting, like he'd mess up a, a sunset flip. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of just like, I just kind of gave him a big boot in the face, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going home, buddy. Yeah. Huh. Well, earlier but for speak- the most part, yeah, for the most part, I've been very fortunate not to have those kind of things happen. Oh, that's good. So. Well, earlier, speaking of scenes, you're, you're now with Ring of Honor. I wanted to know if we are going to be seeing more of you in New Japan. Uh, well, that's my goal. Um, I mean, they haven't announced me yet, but I will be at the Long Beach show on the 30th. So, hmm. um, And then, you know, like, um, I'm not at liberty to say what else I can, or what else I'm doing with them for the rest of the year, but I will be uh, hopefully more on uh, New Japan World and, all that fun stuff and an access and all that fun mm. stuff. Hey, Jeff, uh, with with everything going on in your career right now and how great the the scene is in general, um, is WWE even in, like to have a place in your head right now? Like, are you? Is it still like? Is it is it a goal at all? No. Like, if you asked me this like ten years ago, I would have said. I want to go there now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but with this giant resurgence and boom and wrestling, like I think, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if WWE can call in and the, and all the stars online, I'd definitely go. But yeah. as of right, like right now I'm having a blast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working three days a week and making a nice living. And, and you know, like I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like, like I said, like, as a kid, I was WWE is, or WWF is all I watch. Sure. Like, that's mm-hmm. all we had. Um, I mean, we did have, uh, I believe it was a uh, global four or global wrestling federation on ESPN. Yeah. Did you ever see so, me on yeah. there, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what's funny, like looking back at my old PWIs, I'm like, okay, I did watch, I did watch you then back in the days. So, uh, it was, yeah, like 
WWF is definitely, it's like, it's the NBA, it's the NFL, it's the major league baseball. It's, it's where you go to be seen by how many billions of people all over the world. So, I mean, I've, like I said, if the stars are aligned, price is right and, and everything else like that, like if it lines up, then, you know, I definitely take take into consideration because, you know, like WWF is what brought me to be a wrestling fan as a kid. Yeah. I just think that, you know, right now you're still going, your, your trajectory is still like going upwards. Like, mm. and, and, uh, without, without needing to go there. And I just, I can't, I, man, I just ride it, man. Ride it, this <laughs> son of a bitch, out until like you know it starts to level off, and then like reevaluate things. But man, I, I'm so happy for you, man, because you're really you're one of the really good guys in, in wrestling that I've met, and uh, so respectful, uh, and 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 always and always been so nice to me, and uh, and I'm very grateful for that. And, and uh, do you guys have anything else you want to? Well. Talking about going to WWE. Yeah. Did you have any talks with William Regal at Bola this weekend? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he watched uh, my match with Darby Allen, um, and I definitely picked his brain after. So there was two guys backstage who I picked their brains of after my match, and it was uh, one was Dar- uh, one was William Regal, and the other one was uh, Brian Kendrick. So like definitely them watching my match. Uh, it, it was it was a huge honor. Like you know they took time out there scheduled to come and just watch this crazy indie show going on and and for them to have feedback and things that I could try differently and how to better my game essentially is it's it was awesome. Like both of them had been there, done that and they're still doing it. So like having them to give me some advice was like very surreal. And then when I was talking to Rigo about uh certain things and he was like, Oh yeah, here, let me show you this and like locking up with him backstage is is crazy like yeah hey, try this and i was like oh my god like i'm locking up with William Regal here this is awesome man that guy was so amazing in the ring like if you wanted to wrestle like there was nobody like to me better like to get in there with like uh than than well i call him steve but yeah. anyways yeah and and i really think i really think that um do you watch a product like the nxt or any of that stuff jeff um, I I try to watch NXT because like all my buddies have yeah. been getting signed, so yeah. I always want to see. And, and like for me, and I, I don't want to sound like a critic or anything like that, but I can't sit and watch a three hour Raw. Like I I really it's can't. A lot. Yeah. Um, uh, but like at NXT, like it's an it's an hour show. Um, they've got great great matches, good stories, and so like I, I do watch NXT uh, Raw. I'll kind of skim through and yeah and watch certain things that I want to watch. But for the most part, yeah, I'll, I'll watch an NXT more than a, like a raw or, or a SmackDown. It's the superior, it's the superior product mm. on, on, uh, that WWE offer. It's, it's the top product, like as far as quality stuff goes. And I think, and, and the reason why I ask you that is because I think a huge, uh, part of the reason is not, I mean, uh, not only the talent, but, uh, who is there guiding the talent, which is Shawn Michaels, William Regal, you know, obviously Triple H and, you mm-hmm. know, guys like that. So, like, I think that's why, like, that recipe is amazing, you know, having that, that wisdom and, 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 you know, 
watching over that world class talent there, it's, it's, it blows me away. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great it's a great blessing to have the, those type of guys to right? be associated with your with your work. You know, like they're they like I said they've been there, they've done that, they know the ins and outs and how to make the product that much better. So yeah. I mean they're 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 very fortunate to have that. Hey Jeff, uh, we got to wrap it up, but I just wanted to uh, ask you what is next, like your immediate like stuff uh, moving forward. Um, well, I would love to. Uh, I mean, I mean, you've probably read dirt sheets and whatnot and seen it on uh, on TV as well. But like I've been popping up the very long, kind of just um, they have this aspect to it and. I'm kind of insulted that I wasn't invited because mm. I feel like I'm a top prospect. So mm, I've for been sure, just crashing, crashing parties and throwing people and whatnot. So uh, uh, I definitely would love to do more Ring of Honor stuff in New Japan. So uh, yeah, just be uh, keep your eyes open for those hey, those two you, wonderful companies. Right on. Do you have mer- merch or like a website? You know, pro wrestling tees, any of that you stuff. Get your action figure at Figures Toy Company. Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, all my my action my first action figure, which it, like, right. I I cried when I saw because I was a little I'm a little I'm very sentimental like that. But I mean, to see my first action figure and people bring it to shows and asking me to sign it's it's been a crazy thing. But yeah, figures toy company man, you can get them get them all there. Um, and I do have a processing tees store, so if you just search uh, Jeff Cobb, it'll come up like. In the searches, it'll, it'll say like Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Cobb. So, uh-huh. so we're, the, we're the only two, but I'm the Jeff Cobb one. So, <laughs> anything else, you guys? Well, I was wondering. We talked about this at Bola. You want someone to make your entrance music? Can we talk about that? And maybe. Oh yeah. Listen? So, um, like when I do New Japan, they they actually sent me. They made me entrance music, which is amazing in itself. Um, and then a gentleman at Ring of Honor was like, Hey, I'm going to make you some music too. I was like, Oh, that's cool. So I've been using, actually, well, this will be, I'm at, I hope to, I, I'm sorry. I'm going off in a little time. Don't worry. But, go ahead. Um, so for, if anybody ever gets on jeopardy and asks what was Jeff Cobb's first entrance music, I did my debut match. Um, I came out to Rhino's ECW song. Okay. Because <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. I was like, oh, that's a cool song. Uh-huh. And then um, my second match I ever did, uh, the the booker at the time ended up just switching it to, uh, he gave me, he's like, hey, this song's pretty cool. And it was Corn uh, Coming Undone. Okay. And nice. I've been using that since, ever since. Um, and yeah, so I, I was, you know, I, a part of me wants to, tweet out or message uh corn and be like hey guys i'm a huge fan my last name's Cobb. your name your band name's corn <laughs> corn of Cobb. Um, <laughs> like, like i would love it if you can make me entrance music but then a part of me doesn't want to let them know like i'm probably not on their radar but i don't want them to see like oh who's this who's this jabroni using our our music as his entrance music it's jeff fucking Cobb. that's who <laughs> fucking corn make the fucking music Sorry. <laughs> what was last time Corn Bonhoeff? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to mas- ma- uh, muster up the courage to maybe send them an email or a, a tweet or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get mad at me for using their entrance music. But, but Corn, if you're listening, I'm a huge fan. Hmm? Do you have an idea of what song you would want? Like All Day I Dream About Suplexes? or? Hmm. 
Um, honestly, like if because I've been using uh, coming undone for so long, like if they could, if they made something like that more more themed towards me, then that would be like a dream come true. Uh, awesome. Maybe we could put that out there in the universe, yeah. and they might pick it up. Mm, yeah. All right, cool, Anybody? man. Anything? Anything? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> cool. Jeff. Thank you so thank much. Thank you yeah. so much, man. And uh, fresh off your bola win, it's uh, it's an honor to have you on, man. Thank you so much, Jeff. Hey, You're one of the well, great guys. Thank in you, guys. I, I truly appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Sean, for having me on your show again. And it's it's always a blast, man. All right. 2018 bola winner, Jeff Cobb, everyone. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. Cool. All right. Anything uh, before we go? Uh, follow you on Twitter at the Real Xpoc. Use the hashtag Xpoc12360. Go to our YouTube, YouTube.com/Xpoc, and subscribe. We're almost to a thousand. I think last time I looked, we were at seven, seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, I need then, to start putting more content up there too. Oh so yeah, I shot some content this All weekend. Right. We're gonna get to that. Uh, October 19th, Friday, October 19th for Glory Pro. You'll be there with Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton. Vicious Doing and delicious. Doing an NWO type of a thing, yeah. Ticket, w- tickets at TicketWeb.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jimmo in the booth. Awesome. You guys can check me out on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. There's tons of random stuff on there. If you're a movie fan, wrestling fan, whatever, it's on there. And Twitter and on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. <laughs> all right everyone we'll see you right here next week on xbox one two three sixty uh after buzz tv at westwood one and the jericho network from executive producers maria Manunos, kevin undergaro phil svitek sean waltman producers mark b donica jimbo frank and the entire xbox one two three sixty staff we would like to thank you for tuning in like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at The Real XPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>